Alright, are you... I mean, what's, we're on. Are you good? No. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, this is it. 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 The first episode of the Black Jackson State podcast. Hello, chaps. My name is Ashley. Hell yeah, my name's Ashley. What the hell is your name today? <laughs> I'm KJ. KJ, the god. The and Charlemagne. <laughs> and we came to fuck your feeds up and talk about everything Jackson from a black ass point of view. Hopefully you're already following us on Twitter. What's our handle, KJ? It is at the Black Jack Estate. No, see you telling niggas the wrong thing. <laughs> at, what is it? <laughs> it's it is at Black Jack. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. It? You don't even know what it is. Okay, it's because it's only like two months old. If you put in the in you put in the search box the Black Jacks in the state, we pop up. And the at is at Black Jack Estate. It's not hard to find. We're just difficult. That part is true. Um, look for a black Michael Jackson with a crown. All Michael Jacksons are black, of course, but you know, you know what I meant. Um, yeah, legacy defenders, truth seekers, long live the king. Lies are in sprints, but the truth runs marathons. We are two lifelong fans. Um, we met on the internet um in a michael jackson fan forum shout out to the kop board if i ever figure out what my login was for the kop board y'all gonna be real fucked up out in these streets because never figure out what your login oh it's actually the mini mic for sure but that password is done you can just cancel it yeah um it's been some time we were we were like 14 in there young yeah um and now we're whole grown-ass adults with careers out here living and learning and trying to defend michael um the black jackson estate came to exist out of fury the (laughs) the the leaving neverland saga definitely inspired us to step up and jump in the conversation um in a way that Michael fans have not consistently been able to do um and making sure that we defend his blackness and defend the fact that uh he fought against racism and even in his death is continuing to defeat or attempt to defeat the system of racism um that has tried to take control over his estate and so you go to our twitter and you'll see the top tweet pinned to our profile is that we call ourselves the Black Jackson Estate because the official estate fails to reflect the diversity our King of Pop fought for in his career, and it's our belief that the Black voices are fundamental to support a Black hero like Michael Jackson. So, um, you know, we'll right, get... Let me, let, let me add this, too. <clears throat> our page is new. Like, so there's no mistake in our page is new. We are not some some of the folks like MJJ Legion, which is a great uh, Twitter page, or some of the others that have really big followings. Our page is new. Our fandom is not new. Our page is new because 
we were living our lives, you know, always a fan, going to the one shows, checking whatever shows were coming to our city that were sponsored by the estate, Cirque du Soleil, whatever it was. And, but, you know, we weren't extending ourselves in the way we are now. And we felt there was a need now because of the sort of accusations being leveled against Michael, his inability to speak because he's dead and the ignoring of that fact by mass media uh, and folks who are jumping on the bandwagon to say, oh, these guys are being truthful without batting an eye at questioning whether or not there is enough evidence, circumstantial or otherwise, to establish uh, that that these guys, that Michael Jackson did what these guys said do. So our Twitter page comes out of um, a need we felt to stand up for someone who is voiceless, which is what we do every day as professionals. And being fans of Michael, it was an easy extension. Yeah, easy peasy. So um, this is our introductory episode. We just wanted y'all to get a look into um, our purpose and like what we want to do. Essentially what's happening here is me and KJ started the page um, recently and have just been thinking through defenses for Michael um, against this fuckery. And we spent a lot of time talking on the phone and it does not make sense for us to continue talking through these things and tweeting them and not sharing them with you to listen to. So uh, congratulations. You just lucked up on some really cool shit. So please hit subscribe and whatever shit you're using. I really don't know what you're using because I haven't uploaded this yet, but uh, by the time we get to our first official episode, all those things will be pretty clear. So wherever you found us, we love you. Keep going back there for this. Um, cool. So what were we talking about today? Um, we talked about Siggy's interview uh, with the cruise show out in L.A. Um, and we also had some discussions on race today on our Twitter. And I think those two things kind of go together. Um because Siggy's interview was really powerful in in showing the humanity of the Jacksons outside of their name and talking about what it was like to be a famous family that just so happened to be black in these uh California valleys and you know you're you're the first brown people in the neighborhood and people hate on you until they realize you're Jackson and now they got the nerve to ask for tickets. Did you say um did you say you listened to the whole interview? No, I have not. I'm not even halfway through it. I'm probably maybe a third of the way through. So, um, you it's definitely. 30 minutes. So that means I'm 10 minutes through. Cause it's, wow. okay. Are you, are you cool? Siggy, she didn't want to do it straight through like I did. I just want you to know I took I, it. I took it straight to the head, no chaser. You you did, you know, and I'm not, I ain't got there yet. I'm glad it's only 30 minutes because some of these other things just go on and on. And that's cool, but I'm glad it's like 30 minutes, like an episode of uh, Pepper Ann. So it's wow. all good over here. But I, I mean, the, the first part, to me, first impressions are everything. And he just comes off as a super genuine person. Um, just speaking from his experience. Oh, it's wait, not we, should, like, we should tell everybody who Siggy is. That's Jackie's son. Yeah, Siggy Jackson uh, also goes by the name Deal sometimes when he's rapping in these streets. Uh, is Jackie Jackson, the eldest Jackson brother. That is his uh, eldest son. And uh, his 
um his daughter is brandy jackson and he has two twin boys as well but siggy is his eldest and um has seen a lot of shit and he's also little known fact in the Aaliyah video i think that's one in a million where he's riding Aaliyah on the back of that motorcycle and and i just remember thinking as like a five or six year old like oh that nigga's fine i did not know he was a whole ass jackson I'm going to tell you this, if you didn't know that that was Jackie's son, if you go watch that interview and you take two blinks at his face, it will become clear whose <laughs> child is. So, you know, um, anybody not clear on the, the whose baby is this, just look at the kid a little hard and you can probably guess which Jackson is. <laughs> and, and I, I think that's guess. fair, but you were saying the first impression. Yeah, no, he, he just comes off as a genuine person. You know, people, you know, kind of give you a whole lot of them off rip. You know, you can kind of get the feel and energy for who they are. And he's just he's just talking from experience. It's not scripted. It's not something where he had to rehearse and think about. And that's a, a clear contrast to these two guys who are making these accusations. They It seems to be very rehearsed. It seems to be very scripted. It does not seem to come just from your heart and your life experience. He's got that. And just the little I've seen, you can tell that that's genuine. And he's coming from a place of, hey, this is my life. I'm just talking about my life and who my uncle was. And I'm just letting you know he's not who some of these other people are claiming he is. So if for that alone, if you just want to interject into this conversation about Michael, somebody who seems genuine, I think you have to listen to Siggy and his and his sister and Taj and, you know, and their uh, and their cousins who are speaking from experience. But that seems to not be something that you know mainstream media wants to pick up they don't want to talk to these people because it just blows apart the the narrative they've created right and the narrative of course is that michael was a deviant sexual predator who groomed young men um encouraged them to hate actively hate women uh seduce them among a bunch of other lurid and disgusting the 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 narrative is essentially that guy who showed you who he was every single day of his life, literally the good and the bad, that's not that's not good enough. We created a whole new person for you to turn him into. And we're going to shove that down your throat, literally. We don't care if it's true or not. We don't care that there's evidence out there showing that it's not true. It's what we decided to do. And that sort of narrative is hard to fight against, which why, you know, the fight has to be smart. And I think fans are doing a great job of just jumping in and doing what journalists won't do. And in some instances, doing what the estate is not doing. And that is really coming after, you know, it, we, we live in an age of social media. And if you cannot take the fight there, you're going to lose. Yeah. It's always blown my mind how we kind of made up things to criticize Michael about when he was a human and he had real shit exactly. that, that we could have, we could have criticized him about. Like, yeah. I, well, one of the biggest things that Michael did, and, and again, this was before the age of woke. I'm saying again, like y'all, the listener have been a part of this discussion that this is me and KJ's previous discussions. Um, before the age of woke, a lot of us did, and said problematic shit. Um, one of the things that has always bothered me about Michael on the problematic end was how he referenced women and his treatment of women in a lot of circumstances. I don't think he was um, misogynist 
to to the core at all but I do think he had some learned behaviors that you can see in the way that he may have dealt with his sisters um and other women around him particularly with Janet like there if Michael was alive today one of the very woke conversations I would love to have with him were about would be about um the the body normative conversations that he should have had with his little sister instead of projecting negativity on her as far as her body shape in comparison to the other women in Hollywood who were majority white and let's face it we're black we're never going to be shaped like white women we got completely different genetic makeup our okay, curves but time out but time out he can't have that conversation with her because he don't know how to have it with himself like okay so now we, that's the tea that's what i'm saying so i mean if we're being real that's just ne- that would never like so let's assume he were alive we would have to also assume a level of growth in him to get to that place to see where what he did was wrong but he couldn't even i didn't he did to her what was done to him right and so you know where, whereas he's right the you know he in some ways you know he 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 was a, a fan of saying, you know, when people say the abused, abused, that's not true because I didn't. He was right in some aspects of his life and in other aspects, he just probably had a blind spot and didn't see where he was perpetuating a level of abuse when it came to how we feel about ourselves and how we look. He was giving that to his little sister because somebody gave it to him, right? Right. Just, he said his dad said, you know, you know, where you get that nose from? You didn't get it from me, you know, and, you know, making fun of him for things that were just either, you know, immutable. He couldn't change it, you know, or, you know, without plastic surgery he couldn't change it anyway or you know or it was just natural growing you know pimples or whatever so it's not even that he could have had a better conversation with her because he didn't have better conversations with himself about that sort of thing i think that was going to be a problematic thing regardless unless he fixed some stuff going on with himself it was janet was going to take the brunt of and that sex because she's a woman there's a whole different standard for women when it comes to beauty and looks for all that michael went through women go through that I think in our society, much worse because uh, right. expectation of a certain look, a certain walk, a certain you know where you wear your hair, your makeup, whatever, and it all goes into what it means to be a woman. Men don't have that same; they have it. It's just not to the same degree pushed in our society. And you see it all the time with dudes who are ug mugs with beautiful women, but they're successful ug mugs. You know, Yo, I seen Kodak Black see, somebody got- on, on the shade room. Let me tell you something. This, uh, let's put all of the like he's on trial for rape shit in a box he's not attractive externally internally he appears to be pretty fucked up but his girlfriend is bomb she is gorgeous it blows my mind what you motherfuckers get away with you rich because that's the expectation of men men to have power and money women to be beautiful so michael was just projecting on her what he was receiving from other sources from his the society he lived in from his own parent you know from you know i'm sure the media weren't forgiving either as he changed from a boy to a young man and then to a man and he dealt with the stuff that we all deal with at a very hyper level and i think he just gave his sister some of that and i think he wanted to spare her from it and his way of doing that was saying look like this girl right and, and, and but it's damaging you know that's damaging Absolutely. And he did it to his brothers, too. That he I cannot remember where this clip is of Michael saying that he had convinced Tito to go on a diet. Sir. <laughs> Sir. I don't know what that is, but I, I you know, I can definitely hear him <laughs> saying, you know, some fuck shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's not cool. It's the but you know what? 
let's just be real. That's the that's how black people. That's how we deal with family members. Right. Right. We don't know how to talk to each other about maybe you know issues like weight or you know this or that or the third. What's going on with you? We just say shit. Yeah. And, and Michael, like it's not gonna hurt somebody. Maybe you know. And, and Michael was in that number, so. I say all that to say, you know, let, if, if you guys, if the media wants to attack him on or scrutinize problematic behaviors, let's scrutinize the real problematic behaviors and let's not make up things based off of, you know, you trying to put certain images together to show what you want them to show. Let's be clear for everyone who's listening to this podcast and may not know the two dudes who are asserting these claims that are in this documentary, AKA this movie, um, have art, have accepted this. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. Uh, We're not even going to call it a documentary because that implies a certain level of intelligence and truth finding and research. And and that does not there. Yeah, it's not there. And, you know, we will get deeper into, you know, the the web of lies. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably caught up to most of that. But the the cliff notes on that shit is these two dudes have attempted to pursue Michael in court after his passing. They were turned away from court. We are well aware of the fact that they are perjurers. Uh, and they are simply using this movie to resubstantiate their claims as they go through an appeals process. And so, uh, that's like the summary of it, uh, for everybody who wants to know where we stand. We know fuck shit when we see it. And, uh, the, the hard conversation to have is Michael put himself in the situation to be taken advantage of because he was naive, because he was too giving. He gave people too much access to him and his lifestyle. And unfortunately, these people came back uh, to bite him in the ass for it. Um, but hey, you know, Trump changed the tax code. I heard motherfuckers' tax returns is looking light in 2019. It all makes sense to me. Yep. I mean, my thing is this. You guys, if you're listening to this podcast, it means you've seen our Twitter. Our Twitter is a mix of a lot. It's just whatever we're feeling in the moment. Sometimes we delete what we're feeling in the moment because it's just going to cause more more shit than good. But the, the truth is that we use that platform to talk about things we think are important and really to kind of be a to fill a void we don't think is there in the conversation about Michael and that is coming from the perspective of black fans in the black community um and we obviously don't speak for all black people that is not what we're saying by any stretch of the imagination but there is a space for people who do think like us who are fans and there's no expression of it and so that's what we want to do and that's what we're trying to do so if you're listening to this hopefully you get that from our page and hopefully who we are and how we think we can fill in some gaps by, you know, you listening in sometimes on our podcast. And if you got to do it, like I did Siggy's interview 10 minutes at a time, I'm not judging you because that's sometimes that's all you can do. Period. Um, shout out to our good friends. And by good friends, I mean on the internet at the MJ cast. Um, I have to take the, unless I'm going on a road trip, which I do a lot for work. Um, I usually take them in doses, like when I'm showering, if I'm cooking, or what have you. So I think some of the best um, ways to defend Michael or any uh, anybody that you support um, would be to get as much information as you can. So, you know, take that shit in doses, B. We ain't here to rush you. So 
Um, another subject we just gonna jump into real, real, real quick. Um, racism and Michael Jackson. So we had a cool, you know, little little discussion on the Twitters today. How did this shit start off? Cause you woke me up Man, with that. I need you to respond. And somebody said we said that racism. That okay, it really started because of Diana Ross. Oh yeah, let's back up. What did Diana say in the last twenty four hours? Diana Ross did nothing but show her love for somebody she personally knew, literally his entire life, pretty practically his entire life. She knew this man. He lived in her house as a child. He grew up with her in the industry. She was clearly like a mother to him because he was willing to leave his children with her. When he died, if his mother was unable to do to take care of them. Let so me read her tweet. Let me read her tweet. Diana Ross tweeted on the 23rd of March, a couple of days before her birthday. This is what's on my heart this morning. I believe and trust that Michael Jackson was and is a magnificent, incredible force to me and to many others. Stop in the name of love. In all caps, she meant that shit. Okay, she said that, and you know, it was very, it was very seasoned. With that's what happens when you when you live long enough to gain some wisdom, mm. and it came from her heart. Okay, and that's all she was saying. She wasn't being nasty to anyone. She wasn't doing anything that was talking about him. She wasn't even talking about the accusers. She was talking about Michael and the man she knew and who she knew him to be, his character, right? And then, of course, because the internet ain't shit and they don't have nothing to do outside of sit around and stalk these folks, immediately began to attack her and to attack Debbie Allen, who all she did was say, hey, this is the boss. And it was just crazy because what we were seeing was that when black people who knew Michael, not just we met, we were industry know each other, like, oh, we work together, so I kind of know, who uh, we know who you are, you're a star, I'm a star. We're talking about people who personally knew this man, had their kids and family around him, he was around their kids and family, all this different stuff. They are given no respect for their point of view, for their opinion. They are immediately attacked. But when you have white people who only knew him professionally, who have something to say. They are giving headlines. They are giving opportunities to speak. They are giving super support. And it's crazy to me that that's how that goes down. And it's clear that these black women's voices aren't as are being are being either diminished, muted or discarded, discredited while white women who didn't even know him or white people who didn't even know him personally are given a level of validity and credence. That is unearned and unwarranted. It should be shut up. Now, how do you even know you only knew him because y'all was at the Grammys together? Y'all took a couple of pictures together, you know? So, and, and so that's how it started. Someone decided to come up there and say, I'm white, but, and I just got, you know, that's tiring. That's tiring. Yo, don't, Yo, that's that's don't do that, white people. And to all our, our listeners who are allies, God bless you. We love you. Please pass that on to your kinfolk. Right. Stop it. Just don't do that. Right. So, how did how did you jump in that conversation this morning? I didn't. I saw it because I saw the response. The response was, I'm white and I don't, or I'm white, but. And, you know, I just didn't have the energy to go down that road it just is exhausting because there's this desire to remove to be to remove yourself as an individual from a group we are still parts of groups it doesn't mean we don't have individualism but we have to understand that we also are a part of groups and those groups 
project certain things, right? Whether or not they're good or bad or other, they are attributes of the group. If you are in America and you are white, you are a part of that community, right? You don't get to say, I'm, I'm going to let me eject myself and not take responsibility for what's happening in your community. Because we don't, we're not going to infiltrate and change it, right? And when you remove yourself, you remove yourself from a, a, an opportunity to change it. Because you keep okay. saying, you're, I'm not like them. No, that's still your group, right? And whereas you may want to differentiate yourself from them, you're still a part of it. And so when you say, oh, that's not me, you put the responsibility on us now to change that group that you're a part of. Right. And to be clear, it's it's been a long-held belief of mine that black and brown people cannot end racism. That is solely on the white delegation in 2019 and beyond. We have advocated we have marched, we have been lynched, we have been raped, we have been beaten, all that dramatic shit. I ain't got nothing else for y'all. This is on the white delegation to fix. So to reference the tweet that came through this morning, um, it said, I'm white and I in no way believe he did it. The accusers can be completely discredited. Um, I live in the UK, not the US, but I hope race isn't a factor because Michael didn't see color. So my response as user two at the Black Jackson Estate was uh saying I don't see color. It's not a good look. And so um shout out to Jim seven one eight zero eight three nine nine. She received that criticism with love. You really have to kind of look at it like this, okay? We deal with this every day of our lives. We walk around and we deal with, you know, microaggressions, flat out, overt aggressiveness, simply because we're black or simply because, you know, we're woman or whatever the case may be. People do deal with it simply because they're um, Middle Eastern or simply because they're whatever, you know. But from a black experience, we, what we don't want to do is have to constantly fight when people claim they are interested in being allies then you have to do the work you have to understand you're a part of that group and you have to stay in that group so you can help fix it right because we're tired you know so you know saying i'm white but you know i just don't know what how we're even supposed to feel about that what we're supposed to take from that you know right and i'm just trying to dip this i'm just saying i don't know what we're supposed to take from that. i'm white but I don't know. Um, I don't know if y'all heard me, but I actually physically yawned in the midst of you saying I'm tired because it's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> so just just some tips like if, to defend Michael and his wholeness. We really do have to understand his black experience and understand that it was a very unique black experience because on top of him being the biggest entertainer of all time. He also suffered from a skin disease that quite literally robbed him of his blackness um, within the pigmentation of his skin. And so put yourself in those shoes where you are trying to defeat a system of oppression by being exactly who you are. And now people are questioning that thing about you. That is a, a dynamic of chaos that nobody has fully examined in what that may have done to him psychologically um, as far as what he was suffering through physically. And I think we as fans have to be sensitive to that. And we have to understand that uh, that that is a difficult burden to bear uh, where you're fighting for blackness while losing it. 
um is 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 really like some symbolic shit in a lot of ways like if you if you truly believe that you know michael had this god-given talent and that we all have these god-given abilities um no matter who or what god you serve or choose not to serve you know that we are all endowed with this thing that is our purpose that we all have to find imagine the chaos and knowing that it's your your job is to transcend racial barriers while literally losing the pigment in your skin that is some deep shit it's i think god was very intentional in doing that with him to prove a point and i don't know if we'll ever understand the layers of that right and i I think michael's vitiligo you know when you and i've talked a lot about and it's just our opinion, folks. Please don't start adding us over our opinion, which is in love, because you we will don't get this smoke, don't catch no heat. Over you can our, add me at user two. Don't <laughs> don't add us over this shit. But we've talked a lot about maybe Michael not having handled the changes he was undergoing well, because the black community was hurt. Because so we you have to understand our history of people not wanting to be dark. And wanting to get closer to a proximity to white because it was seen as more acceptable, more beautiful. We still deal with this stuff today. So you talk about the biggest star in the world, and he's a black man. And there's so much pride and racial pride in that. And he's changing. He's getting lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. And black people have been known to bleach themselves. Go Google Sammy Sosa. Okay? It's going to scare you, so prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. But black people have been known for centuries to bleach their skin and to do whatever. People still do it today to be lighter. So you talk about the 80s when this was even worse, this idea of not hating, of hating your blackness and hating being dark. And you see this guy gradually get lighter and lighter. That I mean, to be black in that time, we were babies. But I imagine, and at least my family members, I've had plenty say like, oh, he didn't want to be black. He wasn't talking about what was happening to him. So it helped to create these myths that then he had to fight once he decided to be honest about, you know, to, to come forward with what was going on with him. And it's his, it's his medical history, and that's, that's private. Everyone has a right to that privacy. But when you are in the public eye as he was, when you add in the lightening of the skin with the changing of the nose, which, again, is another black attribute that is seen as ugly and undesirable, having a more – pronounced as we might say knows you see all these changes it does give so you got to look at it from a black perspective it gives off a vibe that says i don't like being black and then he had to fight against that because it wasn't how he truly felt but he in part was responsible for that that opinion taking root deep down in a lot of people's mind and psyche as it concerned him and his and his blackness i wish michael would have lived to hear beyonce say I like my Negro nose with Jackson 5 nostrils. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I mean, because that's so dope, you know what I'm saying? And 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 shout out to Beyonce for always holding Mike down, you know, and and, and Janet. And, and Janet, you know, Jan, well, Janet has always held her brother down. That's like goes without saying, but Beyonce. Well, no, I meant Beyonce holding Michael and Janet down. Oh, yeah, she's like, she's for real. So I don't understand any beef her fans have, but I just let them, you know, cook that up over there because I don't, I don't understand it. But, you know, you know, he, I think it took Michael a long time and I don't know if he ever got there to really love himself. Um, and I don't think it had anything to do with his blackness. I think there was something about him he just didn't like. But when it came to his vitiligo, 
it just was a, a complicated situation that was made more complicated because he was silent for so many years before he decided to really talk about it. And I hate he talked about it with that damn Oprah, but he did. And that's when we first got an answer. But by that time, people, some people were not going to believe it. He died and they had a coroner sit up there and say he had to like when people still on the Internet talking about they paid the coroner off. Imagine yeah. how deep in stupidity you have to be. But again, because those changes were happening and there was silence as to what was going on, it gave this thing legs and it gave it life. And it's it's been hard to break it from people. At this point, you just stupid, you know, but it I mean, you you understand why it got to where it did with people forming some of the wrong opinions that they formed about him and his, you know, comfortableness with his with his skin. And for everyone uh, to be aware during this season of Lent, uh, where I've magnified my Lord and Savior, I gave up two things, one of which was soda, as the Yankees of America say, pop. Um, and the second thing was Oprah Winfrey. So fuck her. And I'm not going to discuss her until my 40 days are up. So there's that. Um, let's take a, let's take a sharp pivot into some lighter shit. Um, which I think the Jackson Estate, the Black Jackson Estate, not not the Jackson Estate, <laughs> not uh, is good. <laughs> there's a stark difference here. No, uh, so, I, so today's Twitter poll coming from yours truly, user two says, if you had to guess, what <laughs> is the MJ Estate doing this week? We've got four options up. The first one is making a PowerPoint. The second is writing a 24-page letter. Third option is protecting MJ's legacy. And the fourth option is eating Mama Kate snacks. KJ, user one, uh, if you had to vote in this poll, which one would you choose? Um, What were the options again? I Making a PowerPoint, which they have recently done. I wouldn't knock that out because they've already done that, yeah. I would knock that one out because they already done it and they've already failed at that. So, okay. but have we have we seen the PowerPoint? Do is there a link to it's the PowerPoint? It's not coming out. It's not been released. That's what they said in the article, anyway. Okay. Do you uh, want it? Do you really want it? Yeah, I absolutely do. Okay. Well, I don't think they're doing that. They already wrote a love letter to HBO, so I don't think they write more love letters. Um, they have. They, I don't think they ever started doing your third option. So it's got to be eating some damn snacks. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with eating Mama Kate snacks simply because, you know, she famously has that picture eating a bag of hot Cheetos. And I got to be honest, when Janet did that interview at Close of Business 2018 last year and they asked her about hot Cheetos and she didn't know what they were, my first thought was, oh, there's no more in the pantry. <laughs> Maybe the estate took the damn hot Cheetos, and so Janet never had exposure to that particular. You know, Kate done had hot Cheetos, everything in between all them kids in that house. She done had every snack imaginable: little Debbie cakes, hell yeah, you know everything. If if there is one member of the Jackson family who I would love to like be a guest in their home, it's definitely Miss Catherine Jackson. Period. Oh yeah, for sure. Once she has so many grandchildren, you know the pantry is stacked. Period. Um, she's also she also loves a mean game of Scrabble, from what we've been told. 
And I consider myself to be somewhat grandiloquent, you know, Monday through Friday at least. So I would love to see, you know, her dexterity on the on the on the chips. You know what I'm saying? What'd you say? I have no idea what that means, but I like that you you do and you use. Oh, oh, grandiloquent means uh the the usage of big words. Yeah, that's that uh, SAT shit for y'all. Obnoxious is yeah. what I. Okay. Got okay. It. I mean, listen, you have your opinion. And that's that's fine. Um, <laughs> but if you could, then, yeah. I was gonna say if you could be a guest at any Jackson family member's house, whose house you going to? Ooh, you know, I think I'm gonna go stay with Paris for a little while. We got some things to talk about. Oh wow! Well, she got the weed, so yeah, I think I actually might. <laughs> that at the Paris. very least. It's a no judgment zone, you know what I mean? At the very Paris, least. roll up, sis. Listen, I got a lot of heat for saying, you know, Paris should not have tweeted that she didn't have a role in the estate. And that was honestly because I believe somebody will hold that shit against her at a later date. But listen, as I tweeted, Paris, roll up. I'm pulling up. I, I will be in L.A. in approximately four hours, and then I will be back to celebrate Michael's 10th anniversary of his home going as any black family would roll up sis I'll be there you know again I like Venice cookie co um those edibles are delicious and also I get my pre-rolls um out from uh, the pottery on Venice Boulevard so I'm with you roll up um I can also go to Janet's house because I feel like Issa is really like the next child prodigy how old is he I think he's two. I need to relax. He's gonna be crying and everything. Nah, I'm, I'm not. Yo, he, he's a Capricorn like us too. Well, he definitely gonna be crying and acting up. Then I don't need that. I, I just I, I'm gonna go hang out with Paris. I'll go visit Janet, but I'm leaving. I'm leaving because the baby gonna be acting like a baby, which is fine. And I just need to relax. I can't have that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like if I go to Miss Catherine's house, like you could kick your feet up on a nice good recliner and either we gonna read bible verses together which i'm all down with or we gonna watch like general hospital no you're gonna be watching matlock in the heat of the night the good stuff you know oh, yeah she likes western so yeah it'd probably be some gun smoke or some shit like that oh gun smoke that's a that is a that'll put you to sleep quick that's a napping show <laughs> I literally put that on when I want to lay down and take a nap, and I just need some background noise. I put gun smoke on. Yo, I went to my grandma's house a couple of weeks ago, and she was whole washing gun smoke. I know. Just came out. I know it. And she yeah. too is from from Alabama, much like uh, Catherine Jackson and uh, Lionel Richie and Brenda Richie. They must just really like that shit. Uh, it's some southern stuff, man, and it's a terrible show. But I, you know, and I asked my mom watching, I'd be like, "Is this the new episode?" Or she'd be like, "I ain't never seen it. It's a lie. This show <laughs> has been on the air since the what? The dawning of time. <laughs> but hey, if that's what she want to watch, that's what we're gonna watch, you know. But yeah, I mean, they probably are a cool family to hang out with. And like any other black family, after a certain amount of time, you want to leave. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mama K. All right now. All right. See you next time. Yeah, I'm okay. sure that's how it goes down too. Because I don't think they 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 seem as they seem as not normal as us and as normal as us at the same time. Facts. I'm with that. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, this is just an introductory episode, y'all. So we're not gonna talk your heads off. We got more content coming from you, uh, coming for and you. This is a shoot. You know, we'll we'll be more organized, maybe. I don't know. I can't promise you, but you know. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna make you guys any promises. Um, you know, we're we're here to make you laugh. We're here to make you think, and we're here to support Mike. You know, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, we're planning a meetup on June 25th in LA. We don't have a location yet, but we just want you to come up. Um, yeah, please come, y'all. We man, we love talking to y'all online. We know y'all don't always know who is who, and that's kind of fun. We we're gonna let that ride too, you know. But we enjoy so many conversations we have are so much fun and so much like literally we'll text each other and go, "Did you see that?" Or and we'll be laughing because y'all are funny, and so we love our interactions. And so if you're gonna be you know, in LA when we're in LA, there is no reason for us not to enjoy that California sun as MJ fam, um, and get some drinks and some wings or something and just hang out. Oh yeah, we definitely getting all flats. All flats. But I want the wing part. I want I mean I want the drumette part. Don't come in there with that. Nobody likes that. And for for our white fans and our foreign fans who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about when you get a batch of wings, you get the wing yeah. or you get the drum. Yeah. That drum is almost impossible to eat. Oh, you know what? One more thing before we wrap up. While we're talking about chicken, Michael's fucking rider. <laughs> I, I cannot end this podcast without addressing this. Listen, Michael Joseph Jackson, wherever you are, I know you can hear me. This damn rider don't make no sense. Dated September 1st, 2003 on his passenger profile. Food preferences for one Michael Jackson. Breakfast! Underlined! KFC original chicken breast, mashed potatoes, corn, biscuits, scrambled eggs with strawberry jelly, gravy and spray butter, salmon locks, low-fat wheat bagels, low-fat cream cheese, fruit plate, and whole fruit, especially oranges, grapes, apples, and bananas. This is item one, breakfast. Nigga! Chicken breast from KFC with mashed potatoes and corn and scrambled eggs. You can't it's eat... It's you can't eat one animal two ways, Michael. Uh, it's an overkill for sure. Like, bruh, just have, like, we just get you some bacon and eggs and toast. This is, you're doing too much. It's called overkill. <laughs> and y'all let him do it. Hey, and to get so specific about the brand of fried chicken you want, man, if you don't eat this fried chicken and keep it pushing. Bruh said the chicken breast and scrambled eggs. Now, I'm with him on the strawberry jelly. That is my preferred jelly. And I, un- spray butter, all right. First of all, that's margarine. It's probably not even real butter, Michael, but I'm gonna let you cook. Um but but in in his passing, we weren't able to address these concerns with him. I just want to say that out loud so that his spirit can hear it. Michael, you dead ass wrong for asking for original chicken breast, mashed potatoes, corn and biscuits. Did it specify whether he wanted original or extra crispy? It says original. Oh, then he didn't even get the good chicken. That's what, and, and KFC wasn't even that good. Can you imagine if somebody would have given Michael Jackson Popeyes or Bojangles oh, now? Oh, oh my goodness. Let me back up because I did have a conversation with Taj where he mentioned that Michael liked um, KFC and Popeyes. Because I'm not a big Popeyes fan, but either way, I definitely don't want original chicken from KFC. But hey, do you, boo? Hey, Popeyes is popping. 
for lack of better terminology. You got to be more careful with the shit you say on this podcast. That's disgusting. Okay, that's your opinion. I'm going to put that in a box. I'm going to close that box. And I'm going to kick that shit under the bed because we're not going to tackle that right now. Um, In the meantime, KJ, tell them where they can find us one more time. You can find us on Twitter at Blackjack Estate. Right? Yep, that's it. Um, that's it. Your- and that's it. And that's it, guys. Go in your it. search. Go in your search bar. Type in the Black Jackson Estate if if you're having any trouble, and we'll be looking for you. Um, yeah, that's about it. In the meantime, y'all, we're coming at you with some new content. So thanks for listening. We're really excited about what's to come. Do you got anything else for the people of the world, children of the world? Man, yeah. If you didn't make it all the way to the end of this, we we understand. Oh yeah, I'm not mad at you at all. <laughs> I'm going to edit this shit, and that's probably going to be the last time I hear it. So, you know, God bless me. Stop in the name of love. You need to log off. All right, y'all, bye.